You are listening to the one and only Visionaries Wrestling Network. Envisioning excellence and providing your perfect podcast experience. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, Seth Rollins officially turns heel. Ciampa versus Lee versus Balor in a barn burner. WWE releases a few guys and announces their Hall of Fame. And we have our TLC predictions. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. You'd almost uh, be forgiven considering nothing looks like a go-home said nine show. to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I am your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. the Steve Miller Hand. And <laughs> going to bump like an eagle. And to my left, as always, we have two beers. Zach Bowman, what's going on, two beer? I got that reference this week, so <laughs> nice, good. I'm doing better. Good. How's it going, man? Uh, doing all right. I uh, am happy to be talking wrestling. I sat on the highway after work uh, Tuesday for like three hours because I had a blowout, and uh, I you got any? Uh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh your yeah. tire, your tire. Okay, it's a blowout. Good okay. news is I got unlimited data, so I just uh, caught up on uh, my wrestling. So I'm all caught up for the week. How long were you sitting on the side of the highway? Uh, it was more like two hours, but then I had to drive like 40 miles an hour because I had a donut. Sure. I didn't have a jack in my car, so I had to call fucking roadside assistance. It's not that I'm like this millennial douchebag who can't change a tire. Like, don't <laughs> stereotype me. I don't have a jack. Okay. You're a millennial douchebag that can change a tire. And yes, to his yes. left, <laughs> we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow us to pull down the latest edition <laughs> from the Band for Ringside podcast, volume 134, chapter 3, verse 14. And the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Baby. Shout out to my girl, Becky, my boy. I love you. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Um, interesting week of wrestling. I didn't catch up with NXT until I got here. And the ending of NXT was a surprise. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but we will break it down here in just a little bit. The beginning was a great match, too. Yeah, so there's a bunch really of stuff match. to talk about. We're coming at you from the exquisite Metronome Dome. Was it Dome? Home, of, home, of, home the of the Metronome. Of the metronome. Yeah, metronome say, Dome sounds pretty good, No, too. I like Home of the Metronome. I think anyway, that, it just rolls out the tongue a little better. That's just a fancy way of saying my basement, <laughs> uh, where we record the podcast, where I work, where my band plays, all that good shit. Which lacks uh, a bathroom. Yeah, there's no bathroom. <laughs> Zach's just I have to pe- walk 11 stairs. And two feet you to should a do, restroom. You should just do what I do when I'm working, which is just piss in the washing machine. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, the soap kills it. It's all pipes. Uh, it's all pipes. <laughs> we got a bunch of stuff the to get to. The soap kills it. Uh, so without Cheese fur- cooks the meat. Without further ado, let's get to that three counts. <laughs> One, two, three. JCB, what you got for the one count? Well, I guess we could talk about Seth Rollins officially, quote unquote, turning heel. I guess this for me was a, what's the word I'm looking for? Telegraphed? Uh, uh, anticlimactic was the word I was going with because we kind of all knew that this was happening now. It just, how we were going to get there, what was the reasoning behind it? Basically, it's heel. Turn 101, the fans made me do it, so now I'm going to line myself with AOP. Predictable's not always bad. I'm not saying it was bad. It's just, you know, it kind of is what it is. So, you know, now Seth is now turning heel, lining himself with AOP. So, obviously, 
moving forward, this is probably going to be a KO versus Seth Rollins feud where I don't know how just this will ultimately play out. I think AOP to me is more of the bigger story. Are they going to be the team that actually gives Viking Raiders a little competition in the uh, the tag team division? Viking Raiders with another squash in this week against the Street Profits, which was kind of surprising because I thought they would try to carry the momentum from NXT, their matches from NXT up to the main roster. I shouldn't say up to the main roster, but Did over those the two teams ever meet in NXT. Oh, yeah. AOP and Viking Raiders? Yeah. They did? It, it was a, the last match before Viking Raiders moved to the main roster, and this was before you had this um, superstar shakeup or whatever, the latest draft, whatever you want to call it. You mean the last match before AOP moved up to the main roster? Oh, I thought you did. Viking We're Raiders, Viking and, Raiders AOP, and Street Profits, right? Viking Raiders and AOP, to my knowledge, have not met. That, yeah, that's what I was asking. Okay. Oh, I thought you were talking about Street Profits. Okay, yeah. Street Profits and Viking Raiders obviously wrestled. Viking Raiders won, and then they vacated the tiles, and then they moved to Raw. Right. I'm okay. saying AOP and to my War, knowledge, no. a, a, AOP and War Raiders never fought each other in NXT that no. I can think of. No. I was going to say AOP was long gone by the time I mean, that Viking Raiders I mean, I, I hope – I would think that they're going to be the ones that are going to challenge – it it kind of makes Raiders. sense at this point because now, all bullshit aside, just kayfabe style. Kayfabe style. The Viking Raiders have basically wiped the tag team division queen, so now there's just that one team left. So this should be the one team that at least gives them some troubles, if not take the tiles off of them, and then you can kind of go from that point. It'll be a two-team division, but neither here nor there. Especially because this is a pretty major – push for AOP to be aligned with Seth Rollins, who not that long ago was the top babyface on Raw, the number one pick for Raw when they had their when they had the superstar or the draft or whatever. I mean, Seth Rollins is the guy. So, Zach, thoughts? Yeah, I think he's still kind of the guy. Um, I don't see him. I don't see Bray is in that position of like um, top company guy. It was like Reigns and then Reigns had his thing. Now it's Rollins. So, yeah, Rollins is like, you know, he's at the top. Uh, his heel turn is interesting. It's funny because it's like they did it this time. We had Roman getting booed as a baby face for different reasons for years, but they just never turn him. Uh, but they did turn Seth, I guess, because Seth has been a heel in the past. I also think it's because Vince probably just doesn't like Rollins as much. Yeah, I mean, Vin- Reigns is like more christened. Yeah, yeah. Vince feels less protective of Rollins and – I mean, let's face it. I was wrong about this a long time ago. I used to say that Rollins would hit with the babyface moveset. When the shield turned, kind of turned face for a while, and Rollins whipped out that babyface moveset, uh, and the crowd would light up, I was like, man, this guy's going to be a killer babyface. I don't know if it's because when they brought him back from his injury, where they kind of like brought him back as a tweener and he turned on the crowd. They just should have brought him back full-fledged babyface. I don't know if that's why. I I know that everybody says that Seth Rollins is not a natural babyface and he's a natural heel. I guess that's right. I mean, I guess that I was wrong because he, like, even the promo that he cut the other night was so much better than any promo he's ever cut as a babyface. Yeah, but I just think that it has to do with his booking because this heel turn is not nearly as good. Like, he had one of the greatest heel turns in, like, modern history. 
you know, or at least most memorable. I don't know if it was greatest, uh, but it was most memorable. Certainly memorable. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, there's that. And this is, like, paltry in comparison. But, uh, you know, like, he's got a – maybe he's a good heel with a baby face move set. But that that's part of the problem is he still wrestles like a baby face. And he was getting booze character-wise, but, like, people cheer his match. It's a weird dynamic. I don't know. Like, it's not – really helping my current like appeal of Seth Rollins. I don't necessarily like him more now that like he's officially turned heel. This is still just kind of a weird thing. I do. I like him a lot better. I, I he doesn't do the he doesn't do the the flip over the top rope onto the floor as a as a heel ever. And he'll probably bring back the pay, the pedigree a lot more the curb stomp those suicide dives he does like so many you know like the three dives in a row that's a baby face thing well so I is like the falcon arrow the, fal- like baby face the falcon thing. arrow yeah, yeah i was gonna say i mean he never used that falcon arrow the roll through into the falcon arrow he never used that as a heel so i mean we'll see if he uses it as a heel this time uh but I do like Seth Rollins a lot better as a heel, and I got excited. Jason called it cookie cutter or whatever the phrase that you just used. Anticlimactic. No, the the turn was anticlimactic because they did it backstage. If you're going to have a turn like that and it's telegraphed, I guess maybe it's because it was so telegraphed that they did it backstage, but real turns don't happen backstage. Real turns happen in front of the crowd in the middle of the ring. Agreed, and that's, part of the I think, part of the reason I had a problem with it. I mean, when they opened up the doors – and, you know, person was, you know, back face. And I'm like, okay, this is Seth Rollins. You know, let's just get this over with. Right. And, you know, turns around and it's Seth Rollins. So, I mean, yeah, that that's what I was a little disappointed with. Ultimately, it gives Seth Rollins the character options at this point. You can maneuver him any way you go with it. Like I said, ultimately, I think this ends with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, but that, that's just me. Um, it's a fresh match. <laughs> I don't. I don't it's, think it's. You it's think it's heel, Seth Rollins versus it's heel Bro- Seth versus face Brock Lesnar. Now, how we get there, I think AOP is going to be instrumental into that. But that's another story for another. You know, time. we go down this road every single show when we start talking about who's it going to be, Seth Rollins versus whoever at WrestleMania, or Roman Reigns versus whoever at WrestleMania. I don't want to do it this time. I will say, though, that it's not going to be Brock Lesnar. <laughs> it's probably going to be Roman Reigns, right? Or it's no. going to be Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt. That's the one. Oh, we're getting Reigns versus Corbin, baby. Because we've oh, never okay. seen that either. Yeah, that they should extend that feud a little okay. bit longer. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. How long you. have they been that, feuding? That's what I was going to well, say. It feels like since I've been watching wrestling. A couple of years? <laughs> that's what I was going to say. The three things that I think kind of went wrong with the Seth, reign, well, the Seth title reign is the Baron Corbin matches ridiculous as they were and it that went way yeah, too he long. didn't fight anybody the relationship with becky that was brought into oh god that everybody, was bad that's a lame main event thing yes just if they wanted to be you know boyfriend girlfriend now engaged you know don't push that on everybody because not everybody likes becky not everybody likes seth now you're just you know shoving this more down people's throats just let them do their thing. Their own natural popularity will take care of that. And then the third thing, most recently, the Bray Wyatt two matches, just brutal. That did him no good. Nails they, in the coffin. Yeah, they basically booed him off the fucking stage. Yeah, he was never going to recover from and that. And then that's when I think they, they were like, okay, we're going to take the title off of him. I don't they, remember. They did it in Saudi. 
And then by the time they came back, it was already Bray was already over. Set people couldn't stand Seth at this point. And it almost the killed end. the momentum for the fiend too, because the matches were so bad and so terribly booked. It like kind of did. If the, like I was super stoked for the fiend, and then he had two shitty matches with Seth Rollins. That's well, why I think it, they it put the title. It on wasn't him. so much they were, they were. I mean, they weren't shittily executed. They were terribly booked. That's the pro- yeah. That's what I mean. I, I know yeah. that. I know that's what you mean. Not just, terribly worked. I just want. I just want to. I want to protect you from our millions and millions of listeners that are going to attack yeah, you on Twitter, social media. The Twitter for saying, army. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want to say. You know that Twitter I, army. I, no joke. I'm just saying, they were well executed, but you can't have a babyface champion to 17 finishers. I think it was 17. Was it? <laughs> it was no, in the teens. It was in the teens. He gave 17 curb stomps to the fiend. Bray Wyatt, and apparently there's a difference because he's wrestling The Miz as Bray Wyatt this weekend. He's not wrestling as The Fiend. Yep, and but, it's non-title. <laughs> Don't but, get me started, man. But, and he hit him with a cartoon hammer. Oh, uh, did, did he? Yeah, before yeah. the real hammer. Oh, the much kidding. larger hammer was okay, but the smaller hammer, anyway, that was no, no good. It's It's like to go with what Jason Bell says as, again, as opposed to what Kurt Stallion says, which is <laughs> wins and losses don't matter. Wins and losses matter, and the way that it's booked matters when you're watching a show, a weekly episodic television show with characters that you're either supposed to root for or supposed to boo. Like if a guy, if if the if it wasn't even like the that the fiend was so hateable that him kicking out of seventeen finishers made you just more mad at the fiend. It just made you more mad at Seth Rollins for not being able to put his ass away. Yeah. Oh, it's a way it in. It's like when you're watching a porn and like the dude can't come, and you're like, "Come on, guy!" Yeah. <laughs> like, What's your deal? Jesus Christ, you've been fucking beating uh, off in her face for a minute and a half. <laughs> I'm gonna go in ten minutes. <laughs> going. <laughs> well, that ain't way too long. He got that one in early. The, uh, at the end Hitting of the, the day, fifteen second forward button, unlike the guy in the porno. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 15 seconds forward seven times. Come on, man. <laughs> Jesus. Let's go to the next seed. At the end of the day, like I said, I think this ultimately is going to work out for Seth. Like I said, even bigger for AOP because I think they are the ones that kind of need this to work more than Seth does. No matter what happens, Seth is going to be Seth. He can go babyface. He can go heel. He'll be towards the top of the card any way you want to slice or dice. And AOP, I think, is more of the issue where – if you want to try to get these guys over, if you want to have any sort of a semblance of a tag team division, that's the guys that need to get over. They don't need to be the new J&J security. Yeah, I said it. I know they're much bigger than J&J security. Oh, but I nonetheless, about they are still J&J, J&J, J&J was security. so good, though. Yeah, they were, they're Comedy Central. <laughs> this ain't Comedy Central anymore. We are about uh, fucking 2015 Seth was so good, though. Just... With Joey Mercury and Jamie Noble. Oh, I forgot about those guys. They were taking bumps all over the place, okay, man. Okay, you thought the Singh brothers were bump machines? Those were the original bump machines let's, right let's there. Let's just call them all bump machines. Like, <laughs> Good for them. Man, bump machines would be a good name for a, a wrestler. Yeah. The bump machine. So do you think there's any chance, now this is, uh, I, you know, I know that, People are probably speculating about this. I haven't heard it yet, but people probably are speculating about this. Is there any chance they turn Seth Rollins' heel here at the end of December, three and a half months away from WrestleMania, because they know there's a certain native of Chicago that's coming back that's going to get a major pop that they've kind of been 
going back and forth on social media, and I'm talking about none other than Billy Corgan. I mean, <laughs> sorry, I mean CM Punk. So is it possible? What's the percentage chance that we get CM Punk versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania? Because that's something that I could get into. I think there's a bigger chance that they just turn Seth face again next week because they don't fucking do anything long term. Uh, I just don't. I I would appreciate that match just because it's in, you know. No, I was, was going to say Seth's been building it up. WrestleMania is in. Uh, no, so Tampa. has it's in Tampa, but yeah, so has Punk because. Uh, yeah, on social media, yeah. But, yeah, but Seth, Seth actually brought it up on the air one Seth, time. Yeah, he did. I think it was two weeks ago when yeah. Owens initially stunned him. But Punk said recently when Seth was talking about being the best in the world on Twitter, and he goes, and Punk said, yeah, but Will Ospreay wrestles in Japan. Oh, nice. Did you see that? No, I didn't, but that's a yeah, great he quote, a great burn. quote tweeted Seth Rollins. Yeah, it is a great burn. Uh, any chance we get Punk versus what, Seth I mean, Rollins at WrestleMania? Never say never. Yeah, I was about to say it's professional wrestling. There's, there's always a chance if you want me to put a number on it right now. Yeah. It seems very low. I would say 10, 15%. It just, I, I mean, I think it's pretty low too, like 65, 75, 80%. <laughs> <laughs> I just, right now, I, I think there's still bridges that need to be mended. CM Punk seems like a, a Petty Crocker kind of guy, and he's going to stay petty. <laughs> and you got the ultimate Petty Crocker in Vince McMahon. So, I mean, yeah, there's going to be – there's got to be some yeah, time that – Vince McMahon's a money guy before he's a Petty Crocker, and CM Punk no, probably needs some money. I'm, like I said, I'm not going to disagree with that. I just think, I think it's, we're, it's we're, still going to take some We're time. closer to it than we were a month ago. It sounds weird to even talk about, but that's one legend I wouldn't mind coming back at WrestleMania because we always bitch at WrestleMania about how all these motherfuckers come back and they take slots away from the guys who have been there all year. I'd be okay with CM Punk coming back. Yeah, because he hasn't been – it's not every year. This has been – he's been gone since, what, 20 – I mean, the pipe 10, bomb is 11. The pipe I'd say bomb, 2012 because he was the, on the cover no, no, of 2K13. No, no, no. Pipe Bomb was 11. He was around for at least two years after that. Okay, let's just say 2013 for the sake of argument. He's been gone five plus years. I mean, when did the Shield debut? Because they debuted in a Ryback CM Punk match. Right. It was a Survivor Series. Jesus Christ. That seems that like a fucking yeah. hundred years ago. Bowl cut for Dean Ambrose. That was so Anyway, cool. I hope I, that'd be cool if that match happened. And it, all, it would also be cool if CM Punk took a curb stomp to lose, and then Rollins just curb stomped him like 16 more times because I'm fucking done with CM Punk. That's going <laughs> to bring us to this match. Two counts. One, two, three. <laughs> I'm in charge. Right. Zach, what's our two count? Uh, two count. Talk a little bit about the Wednesday Night Wars, I guess. Uh, interesting side note that uh, I talked with Jason about, but we didn't mention before the podcast. Uh, they tied. 778,000 to 778,000, uh, which crazy, is hilarious man. because all these fucking Twitter marks live and die that by these going numbers. at each other like these jokers are getting paid. Yeah. It's so funny how they act like each, each week AEW, is so serious. You know, I criticized AEW last week, whether it was, you know, warranted or not, is just the way that I interpret it. I had guys coming at me like, you know, Tony Khan was cutting these jokers checks. He's like, you know, you're not supposed to. If you're a true AEW fan, you're not supposed to, you know, just criticize AEW. Why not, dude? Everything, Why can't I? Everything is worthy of criticism. I mean, damn, I'll I'll ride WWE like it's my fucking pony. I'm just supposed to let, you know, AEW ride because I like that too. No, if it's something that I'm on, 
even New Japan, my boo-boo, I've taken the month off because it's been World Tag Week. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm seeing, you know, Moxley come back. You know, you got uh, Jericho cutting another promo or another vignette against Tanahashi. I'm like, well, God damn it. Now, see, this I is think why everybody, I think everybody takes this month off, like, you know, I thought about actually canceling my subscription, but no, 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 I, no, no, I forgot no. before the first of the month, no, no. Uh, just for the month, because I don't watch World Tag League. Anyway, getting off subject, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, Wednesday Night Wars, uh, we had uh, two great matches to bookend NXT. Uh, so we had Leo Rush facing Angel Garza for the Cruiserweight Championship, and we had Angel Garza actually go over Leo Rush. So we have a new WWE NXT Cruiserweight Champion. With the wing clipper. With the wing clipper, which is an interesting finish that we were talking about before the show. Uh, and then he does the wing clipper and transitions smoothly into a uh, reverse full Nelson, which was uh, an interesting. So Leo Rush a, tapped out convincing. A seated, a seated <laughs> reverse <laughs> full Nelson. Seated reverse full Nelson. That's also something else I've never seen. Yeah, I was going to say he pulled that one out of his ass for sure. And then something some of you guys might not know, uh, he then immediately proposed to his girlfriend. So he wins the championship and then proposes to his girlfriend during the commercial break. No, I was, was going to say, we saw that. Uh, did you see, was it on the show? Yeah, it was on the show. I just heard about it afterwards. I I watched the show, but it was very late because I watched uh, AW first and then after that, and I did not watch them live. So. You know, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to get the proposal on this podcast. Just, we, need to, we need to make that happen. Just, next, just, the next just, time somebody's going to propose. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, no. When do you think the next time somebody's going to propose is? Uh, I don't know. I was about to say, I can't think of anybody that's currently I mean, I'm, I'm already married. You're already I'm married. married. We're going, yeah, I was going to say, you're waiting a little bit on me, buddy. He didn't think about himself. That was the whole point. <laughs> I say you waiting on that one. Don't even trip. <laughs> but we'll put the over under at two years. Whoa. Over. Oh, shit. I hope. Okay. So no, she knows. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Cover territory. And then um, there was a bunch of stuff in the middle. Um, you know, they were putting over some younger talent. Uh, nothing like too exciting, and then we had like Fashion Police versus Singh Brothers, uh, which was uh, entertaining because Fandango is so into the male stripper gimmick, and he, I love him. And Dude, also, the you, Singh Brothers should, are the ultimate bump machines. They should totally rotate gimmicks. Like They're talented week. enough to do it. Yeah, why not? Brizongo. I mean, I don't want to say they're my favorite tag team in the WWE. They're one of the, my favorite entertaining tag teams. If I was going so to a good. live show and, like, I was going to pick from all the tag teams to watch, I would probably want to watch Brazongo, like, out of everybody. I'd want to watch War Machine, like, in a, like, in a competitive match. In a competitive match. I'm just thinking, like, house show, you know what I mean? Like, right. well, they're just going to do a standard match anyway. Oh, Brazongo would be amazing. I love Brazongo. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing out of house Christmas show. is coming up. I would like a Brazongo shirt. Yes, Fashion Police. Uh, that is P.O. Box. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so, uh, but we had some, you know, just some stuff in the middle. It was a fine show, nothing Bianca too Bella crazy. Yeah, Bianca Belair went over. Uh, we did have uh, Dakota Kai, Mia Yim in a grudge match, mm. which was pretty good and had a terrible sick bump. Speaking of sick bumps, at the end, uh, Dakota Kai ended up with eight staples in her head. So Oof. if you want to go back on your Hulu or your network or whatever and watch that is at the end of the match. Nasty bump. Mia Yim does like a very high back suplex off 
of a production table. It was supposed to go through two tables, went through one, and Dakota Kai smashed her head on the second table. So it was it, it was rough. And it didn't break. No. And it didn't break. It did yeah. better if it broke. And then, uh, yeah, to end the show, we had uh, the main event, a uh, really good triple threat, as you would expect, from Finn Balor, Keith Lee, and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, I imagine there might be some folks up in arms about this because Keith Lee's so hot right now, but Finn Balor uh, steals the win. Uh, Keith Lee gives Ciampa that powerbomb. Finn Balor comes off the top with a coup de gras right after and takes the pin. But a really well-worked match. It was uh, it was pretty nuts. Um, really just standard, great NXT-style three-way uh, that you should go out of your way to see. Oh, you know how I love triple threats. I think I, I want to come up with like some sort of word that we can use on this show to like just so we sit and think about like if twelve months ago Keith Lee was on a lot of our radars, but he was not doing shit in NXT yet. I mean, nope. he he was kind of around, but he wasn't really doing anything. But he was hot coming off of coming out of the Indies. A lot of people were real high on him. And then you got Tommaso Ciampa, who was coming off maybe the greatest feud of the decade. Yeah, you know, it's with, arguably arguable. feud of the decade. Yeah, Gar- I mean, Omega Okada. But That's like I said, it's arguable. And Okada Tanahashi, those are my top three. Right. And then you have Finn Balor, who everybody was uh, – I'm just talking 12 months ago. Everybody was already in love with. He, he had already been the first the, – the, NXT champion for 290-something days. He had already been the one-time universal champion. First universal champion. And if you would have... Never s- again. If you would have said to us 12 months ago, hey, a number one contender spot for NXT is going to be Ciampa. It's triple threat match on USA, T- or on <laughs> yeah. USA TV, on free TV, on a Wednesday night... They're gonna have it's a not twenty. Free. I can't afford it, but they're gonna have. A, <laughs> right. They're glad my, to see you're doing well. <laughs> my wife, my, my wife can afford it. Uh, we have, but those three guys in a twenty minute triple threat match on TV for a number one contender spot. I mean, we would have been, we would have been all over. We've been like, yeah. fuck yeah! Hopefully that's where NXT goes. Hopefully it's yeah. on TV. Yeah. Hopefully Finn Balor goes back. Hopefully Keith Lee gets a little bit of a push, and hopefully Ciampa's uh, neck isn't broken enough so he can still fight. Right. And then they go on NXT TV, and they have a great match. I mean, literally yeah. a great match. Number that- one contender spot, too, by the way, for this stack show next week for this- where Adam Ooh. Cole is going to now face Jeez Finn Balor. Please. Right. So... Yeah, so you're saying had, like 12 months ago, it'd be like Doctor Strange, you know, in Endgame, and he's like, I've seen 13,783,451 possibilities, and we're like, in which one does uh, Keith Lee wrestle Tommaso Ciampa on, <laughs> and Finn Balor on the USA Network <laughs> at 8 o'clock Central Time? It'd be like, three. We're like, oh, fuck! Oh, fuck! But we made it! We made right, it! Right. Our version of reality is pretty cool for that reason. I don't, oh, even, I don't even get that, but I mean, I appreciate it. <laughs> oh yeah, you're not a. You're not yeah, a yeah, he's not say he's not one Marvel guy. On that one, yeah. It's it's just something that I feel like we should appreciate as wrestling fans because wrestling fans are comically disappointed everything that happens in front of them. <laughs> yes, but like, yes. but that is something that we should be happy about because we actually got to watch it. Us three got to watch it for the first time together right before we came downstairs because Jason and I didn't know who won. Zach hadn't known who knew knew who won from Twitter, but he hadn't seen the match, so we got to watch it together like friends, like podcast okay. co-hosts. Okay. Yeah, that was good. I mean, it should be, damn it. No, it's 
and uh, we were saying it before you came down. I sometimes, I mean, guys just really go hard for AEW or WWE, and it's like, okay, ultimately this is supposed to be entertainment, and I get it. You know, I like to be right a lot. I mean, shit, I'm the, you know the reign defending undisputed, you know, smart the trumpeted champion. But, I mean, come on now. Let's let's be serious for 30 seconds. I like to be entertained. And I'm not going to sit up here and go hard for any organization, even New Japan. New Japan, like I said, it does have its flaws too. But some of you guys on Twitter just need to just calm down for a little bit. Dude, the tribalism is real. It's and like yeah, everybody – It's like, really like, God actually, forbid, if you say something, you know, slight about NXT – the NXT marks, God bless them, will come out the woodwork and act like you have said something it's wrong about like, Triple H's it's, mama. It's so bizarre to me. It's like, can't we, like, there's something for everybody, but really, like, when people ride really hard for WWE, it just makes no sense to me. It's like, I mean, Raw's been okay, SmackDown's been terrible. Wednesday nights are where it's at now. I mean, Wednesday nights are legitimately, that's the fulcrum of wrestling. It used to be Monday nights. Now it's Wednesday nights. Absolutely. I agree. You could tell it's almost like and the SmackDown now they're starting thing. to play the game of can we out-trump you, for lack of a better word, because both shows, uh, Dynamite and NXT next week, are going to be really – should be really good shows. You know, and, and the SmackDown thing, and I'm, I'm sure I've said it before, it's just – it's it's mind-boggling that this is – you know, because this is – Vince is in charge of SmackDown, no doubt. He does everything. And SmackDown has been so objectively bad since it started on Fox. It's it it belies expectation uh, or belies explanation. Like Dude, these shows have been bad for a year. Like uh it's worse now. It's though. worse it's now, somehow but they've been more bad for a what year. What if what if uh, I know this sounds crazy. What if WWE tried putting on an NXT-style show on Friday nights and just did that for six weeks straight. You think the ratings would go up or down? They'd probably end up beating Raw. Yeah. Do you think if Leo Rush versus Angel Garza led off SmackDown as opposed to, hold on a second, Miz Wyatt talking <laughs> talking to each other, do you think, which one do you think would grab more viewers, that more viewers are, like, when people click on SmackDown, and I know we're a little off subject and we got to get to AEW, but. You know, it's a free-flowing conversation, guys. It's a podcast. <laughs> if if people turn on Miz and Wyatt talking shit and Wyatt's holding up a picture of Miz's family, which he did Friday night, most people, they probably turn that on. They're not like, I want to see what happens next. They're like, there's that fucking stupid wrestling thing that I decide not to watch. I can't believe that people are into this. But if they turn on Angel Garza versus Leo Rush, just as an example, which was a barn burner of a match, and they start watching these guys, and they these guys start doing – that Spanish fly finisher with each other and it doesn't even end the match, all of a sudden you get people, they're watching, they're like, that's crazy. What those guys, what those motherfuckers just did is crazy. The Wyatt Miss shit, it's, and then the dog food thing at the end in SmackDown, I'm almost embarrassed to say it because I know there's friends of mine that listen to this podcast that don't watch wrestling, but when you have Baron Corbin and... Dolph Ziggler and whoever the fuck else. Who was the other one? Oh, no, it was just those two. And they're s- smearing dog food on Roman Reigns as he's strapped to the ring post at to close out SmackDown. <laughs> who wants to watch that? <laughs> who Who is that for? I who? mean, there's a few 
fetishes. <laughs> Man, they're they're already they're already on Pornhub though. They ain't watching SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't. Even, I think Pornhub's vanilla compared to the kind of shit that they'd be watching. So. <laughs> I'll say this: it's deep web. Yeah, I was gonna say it's on the Silk Road. For me, the dog food <laughs> thing doesn't even bother me. I'm not a huge Roman Reigns fan, so I mean, if you want to rub dog food in his face, so be it. The objective well, I'm was not offended for Roman. I'm not. I'm not. I don't feel that he was dishonored. Like, no, I look, some people, you know how it is. I mean, you know, you don't man, do Roman Reigns like that. He came back from leukemia. Man, you, okay, we you did. suffer a lot of fools on on Twitter, man. Ooh, I, I watch. It. I don't know why you do. Sometimes. I don't know why you do it. It's amazing. To, no, it's amazing to read sometimes. It's it's actually entertaining. If I don't get into it and just read it from afar, it's really fun to watch. Um, the objective is to get heat on to. Baron Corbin and to Dolph Ziggler, mission accomplished. I mean, they're doing this, you know, uh, just a week before the TLC pay-per-view. So, I mean, it's not necessarily going to be the greatest fucking, you know, booking. But Corbin's got hella heat, though. I'm not disagreeing with that. But you're. it's a build to their match. It's now more so of a reason to have this match at TLC, whatever the stipulation is, I could care less what it is. I mean, ultimately... It's TLC. It, okay, then that's fine. Ultimately, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. You got the heat on Corbin for this match coming up. Mission accomplished. Now, just jumping to the front end, um, I don't necessarily have a problem with the Miz slash Bray Wyatt opening because we're doing it with Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend. I didn't so have you, a problem with it just... Sorry, no, no, sorry to interrupt. Go I don't ahead. have I don't have a problem with it as, as a wrestling fan because I know what to expect. But I'm saying if you're Vince McMahon and you're trying to put your best foot forward on on major network TV on Fox, wouldn't you do better just having a straight up wrestling show than having this campy ass as the world turns? No, not even as the world turns. Passions type shit. <laughs> passions. I like passions. That's a good up. reference. Um. Well, they're, they're, Jason's outside out here to defend passions. Yeah, now. damn right. Shit, that was the show. Uh, but they're, they're that, doing it they're on that, Raw. They're so they're I mean, that I person that spoke real high. <laughs> <laughs> but they're doing it on Raw with the Lana uh, storyline. So I mean, you know what you're walking into. This is sports entertainment, and I said it when we were in Shock City. It's just different, and Can this I, is going to be a part of sports entertainment. You know, Go because ahead. we're not in Shock City, and because we have unlimited time here, I'm gonna. I'm not going to defend the Lana Rusev thing, but I will say that I understand the thinking behind it. The yeah, thing- for sure. I totally see that. I mean, when Those- you see couples sit next to each other and they're both kind of like bumping each other, I get that. Well, the I just personally the, don't the, like the it. YouTube hits on that Lana and Rusev thing, which I saw, is like the highest hits yeah. they've ever had. Yeah, and it might be because Lana is super hot. Very well could be. Which she is. Yeah. I mean, she's Rusev is very handsome, too. But Rusev comes off as really likable. Not as good handsome as you are. <laughs> Rusev comes off as really likable in this whole thing. For sure. Like, he seems very natural as a baby face, which is odd considering where he came from. And I think that with the dearth of baby faces that there are on Raw, that I'm not going to give away my prediction. I think it's it might be time to push Rusev up at least up a little bit to lose to a heel champion at a pay per view sooner or later. Like I think Rusev is super over, and everything Rusev Rusev Day didn't get over because of Vince. No, they got over because of uh, Aiden English. Aiden English, and Rusev. I mean, he's got a nice smile. He's funny. Like and he's he like I said, he comes off as extremely likable. Thoughts, Zach? No, I agree. Uh, I remember 
Uh, early in the days of this podcast, we used to argue about whether or not like Rusev was a star, and uh, we're not going to do it. But I was always on the side of Rusev. You so know who else was on the side of Rusev? Yeah. Jason Bell. No, it wasn't. Why, you fuck this up every time. Really? Yeah, this has been like three times in the podcast where you're like, "Oh, Maggie was so wrong about Rusev." I was the pro Rusev oh, guy. Man. He was the anti Rusev guy. God damn it! I don't know why. I have this in my brain. I, like, at least you, it's something innocuous, you know like build it like Rusev. Like at least it's just like something incredibly innocent like that. Not like like oh, it was it wasn't Bill that fucked the sheep? No, no, God, it was George. Uh, yeah. it, it wasn't Bill. That does, it wasn't Bill that doesn't believe in the Holocaust. <laughs> he actually does. Why do oh, I get that mixed shit. up? <laughs> no, Rusev's a star. Rusev comes across as completely likable, and I understand why they somebody backstage loves it. Now that being said. The segment the other night on Raw, the kickoff Raw, was awful. I mean, it was awful. It, For them arguing about who gets the dog, come on, guys. But no, but you know couples like that. I mean, everybody knows a couple that went through a real shitty divorce. Now you're just seeing it In on, front of a crowd of 13,000 people okay. at an arena. And couples a, can appreciate. The ladies the can very, appreciate with that. With a very large ex-Bellator uh, champion standing next to them. Look, man, <laughs> I'm not saying I agree with the shit. I'm just saying that this is the way they're going about their business. Now, that being said. Yeah, but I was defending this. You were the one. Okay, I'm just saying it. Good, good. I would just say this, and then we can jump to AEW because we're totally off track. At this point, no, WWE. No, time no I'll limits. just wait. Just go to AEW. No I'll wait to the limits, predictions. Baby. No, I'll wait no to the time predictions. Limits. No, I'll wait to the predictions because it's more relevant then. It'll make more sense. All right. Zach, All right. what you got for AEW? Uh, what opened up the AEW show? Seems so uh, long ago. Moxley this... squashed some dude. Oh, yeah. Jericho the bear, promo the on Mox. Boys. Moxley has the new record for... Uh, no, he broke his win. own record. Broke his own record, so he's 12 seconds on, uh, against uh, Alex Reynolds. I liked how Jericho cut the promo on Moxley and said, hey, join the inner circle, and they didn't have Moxley dirty yeah. deeds him right there. So it was very reminiscent of uh, old shift. NWO initial, before the NWO got watered down, it was very reminiscent, like, hand you a T-shirt. And they might have done this gimmick, like, before, like, with different, like, stables and stuff, but that was the first time that I remember, like, when I was a kid watching... They would bring him a black T-shirt, and the the person, like the baby face, would hold it and like look, you know, kind of like reticent, but also at the same time thinking about it. And uh, anyway, like it definitely like builds suspense. And he probably isn't gonna like give his answer until like the beginning of the year. Yeah, because we got you know, there is no reason in the world. We got a pack show next yeah. week, and we got uh, a break for Christmas week after that. So it could be next year before uh, we get his answer. But it'd be pretty interesting either way. But yeah, great promo. Jericho's the best. Jericho owns Wednesday nights. We talked about uh, Monday, you know, used to be the day. Wednesday is the day now, and Jericho arguably yeah, rules good, Wednesday. I was going to say, they, him and Hager rushed out uh, Excalibur. <laughs> Tony yeah, Zavani and it's great commentary. I mean, commentary for a matchup with uh, Sammy Guevara. We've said that every single week this, every single week since AEW started that Jericho is clicking on all cylinders. No, and he, it is basically around Jericho and and he's having a blast. Yeah, and he as well he should be. I mean, he's he can carry this company now two or three weeks ago when we were saying the biggest baby face on this show was Cody Rhodes. I understand. Now I'm starting to lean a little bit towards John Moxley being the biggest baby face, which for and I don't have a problem with that. I think 
in this scenario, if you're going to go against Chris Jericho, you need the biggest baby face. I also don't think that you need, like, the... It doesn't matter who number one is, as long as they're both over huge and they're both over huge. Yeah, they both are. Well, Cody, because, you know, he's brought this amazing concept to light, but I think now John Moxley is just getting this mega hard push to where now it's just a collision course is going to happen. It's just when and where. Go ahead. Well, I think people love Moxley just because he decided to come to AEW. Well, that too. Like, it's the re- it's the renegade And he's thing. wrestling, like, his best, like, since he went to Japan and – just murdered it. He he's like lost weight and he's like trained yeah. real hard. You can tell it's like cardio. He looks like, like a fucking stud. Yeah, yeah he, he looks, looks so much better than like kind of like goofy, chubby looking Dean Ambrose. You right, know, like bowl cut Dean. Ever since he came back from the injury, <laughs> though, even in WWE, he's looked way better. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Since the injury, yeah. he got he in extreme like, shape. He got his shit together and think he had made a decision at that for point. For sure. Let's talk about anyway, guys' bodies a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were doing it before the you podcast. Remember I, you guys remember what I said about no, Finn Balor? doing that yeah. shit before. Don't, don't say we. Them y'all abs. That shit. Look at them abs on Balor. <laughs> Best abs. <laughs> Best abs in the business. Uh, so, Male or female. Uh, we had Butcher and Blade versus <laughs> Cody and QT Marshall. Uh, so this was like a good tag team match. Uh, crowd loves Cody. They love QT Marshall. I don't know I if was it waiting was. waiting for QT Marshall to turn turn on Cody at some I don't point. know like I feel like since MGF just did it that would be like nuts but maybe that's down the road but yeah that would be kind of because like that Cody doesn't have anybody and that's kind of the story is everybody's busy with their own things uh so anyway they wrestle this match uh and then uh Butcher and the Blade go over QT Marshall which you know we could have guessed well that's Safe what was gonna guess, happen yeah. Butcher and Blade are new they need you know build some heat QT Marshall is job guy uh really likable job guy yeah um so, uh, after the match, uh, they've, you know, beat down uh, these guys, and Darby Allen comes out and picks up Cody Rhodes. So, apparently... He bumps, you know... Yeah, he bumps into the... on the way out. I was yeah. like, uh-oh, we got beef! We yep. got beef! <laughs> and uh, just comes out and does that, and uh, thought it was, you know, definitely it's, well done, because we needed to see Darby Allen. Yeah. Because he came so hot off of that uh, Jericho match... And we just needed to see him, and just this little the bit. The Moxley match was really good, and now he he kind of you know faded away for a little bit. But now, yeah. if you're bringing him back into this angle, I think this is a good time to have him come back to this angle because now you would have him paired with Cody, who kind of needs a little bit of uh, need some a support. Path. Not even a not even a support, but just kind of a. Not to get over, but I'm just saying storyline. Yeah, like, I guess but that's yeah. where I'm going with it because now he can't challenge for the title. We're just got, ahead of him in the MJF match. Yeah, so we he's got MJF, Wardlow, and the Butcher and the Blade, who MJF is sicked on him, plus Allie, and he's should have the elite. Uh, Adam Page is like – you know, moving on in like storyline, and so like the real, and as like he said in his promo, like my wife's cutting chicks' hair off, <laughs> and, you know, so he doesn't really have anybody. So it's kind of cool, and it, it's it's a perfect use of Darby Allen, who, uh, again, like huge babyface crowd yeah, loves him, and I think pairing him with Cody is a is a really good move. But like you said, butchering the blade going over, I think was the most important thing because you just can't have them come out losing their yeah. You got to establish them, especially have them come up from underneath the ring. No shit. Um. I don't know if this was at the time. There's a good uh, Dark Order um, vignette. Just go nice. watch these guys on YouTube. Like, I know if you haven't seen it, like, just watch the Dark Order vignettes. Like, they're really well produced. Yeah, it was, a, super it was another creative. really good one. Yeah. yeah. This one now, had Alex because, Reynolds in yeah, it. Yeah, now you're talking to Alex in the hotel room Who or just whatever. lost a match in 12 seconds. Yeah. You know, definitely, like, feeling no, like a, a... It's a fun gimmick. Yeah, it's... And we all, like... It is now. We were. It, it is, is now. now. We were all so 
down on Dark Order yes. for a good reason uh, because they haven't told us why. Uh, well, uh, you uh, you did not, but you said I say you like them as workers, but you always but said we that needed you needed the st- yeah we needed you, the you story something else, it. and yeah. now they're giving now, it. To now us. we're getting it, and it's great. It's, yeah. they they are the AEW cult, and that now yeah. it all kind of makes sense. We don't so have to argue with you. We all agree. Yeah. Now moving forward, who's going to convert and be the first one to put the gimp mask on? That's what I'm yeah. waiting for now. We're starting to see that and they should being give, the elite. They should make it Luchasaurus and make it a Luchasaurus gimp mask. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me, let me book the goddamn territory. <laughs> there are no more territories. A, no, I know. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Uh, Big Swole versus Amy Sakura. It's fine. Big Swole's now all elite for sure. Uh, Omega Page versus Spears Sabian, which ended kind of weird. Um, I didn't like the the whole bring out Tully and the yeah tied up. That kind of, I think it took away from the match, it, and it had this weird like lull to where now it gave the heels like sympathy, you know, yeah, because, because you, know, you got this old guy tied up, right? Like, you and, know, and I get it, you know, it's Joey Janela, and you're not supposed to look at him like that. But I mean, ultimately. I don't want to see Tully tied up. I mean, yeah, you know, let's see this thing never, unfold. You're never supposed to give the heel sympathy. You know, yeah, let's just, see this thing unfold and then go from there. I will say the Let one thing I did territory. take away from it was seeing Adam Page acting stole a little heelish. Win. You know, he stole Tagged the W. In. Oh, I think we're heading towards an Omega Page feud. Okay, but then what? You know, right? here's Pac. You obvious? know, hanging. No, I'm not saying it's obvious. Pac has basically demanded his. You know. Tiebreaker match that's, at that point too. That's totally fine. Let them work. I mean, no, I'm just saying it's every it's week. Going to, it's every. Obviously, I think you're saying let's just see how it plays out. Adam Page is going to turn heel. It's yes. just now. How do we get there? Yeah, and, and this does, is like, does and, it happen before, or after the Pac and tiebreaker match? Adam Page's best story would be: I was supposed to be the chosen one here, and now I've been relegated to this shitty. Like now, no, now I'm wrestling. I don't have my own dressing room. Right, I, you know, I'm wrestling job guys, like whatever. I'm wrestling Ty Dillinger. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, Kim Sabian, God bless him, first AEW match, but he's not supposed to be there. He's supposed to win the title at this point. Right. You can roll off that as the heel turn. But the cool thing is, is it's long term storytelling, and that's what this show was filled with, and that's why, even though I feel like. Uh, NXT had the kind of more dynamic matches, like the book in the show. AEW is like filled throughout with like good matches, but also like storytelling that's like playing out over weeks logically, it's which also, is uh, refreshing for an English production. <laughs> yes, English yes. language Shit. production. It's also Shit. it's also really well paced. AEW like they have the pacing down, like of the show of the show. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, of the actual two hours that you're sitting there watching, like yeah. it's really well paced to where. You're you're rarely bored. Like I, I love squash matches as no, as much as the next guy. And maybe AEW will run out of steam in terms of keeping that pace going for a while because eventually they're going to start have to have to have guys fight each other more than once. You know, sure. Like, I mean, but we see that in like New Japan. They both have like similarly sized rosters. Yeah, maybe and, New Japan has like kind of and more top heavy. But and this is not to say. You know, getting back to what you were saying earlier about how they, they were what is it, seven seventy eight to seven seventy eight thousand. Yeah. It, it, like I'm actually surprised, considering my Twitter feed, that NXT is equal to to AEW because it feels like, it feels like everybody on my Twitter feed is watching AEW, and I think that, I think it's more fun to watch AEW live. Maybe if you were on Tout, 
you'd see the WWE fans. <laughs> <laughs> listen, there's only, listen, I'm 40 years old. There's only two social media platforms I use. It's TikTok and Snapchat. <laughs> so, forget <laughs> everybody. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Anyway. You want to push your Snapchat? No, you're right. Uh, so... Yeah, it's I, uh, I Charlie agree. Sheen 69 at Snapchat. I don't even know how it works. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> know how it works. I've never been on it. <laughs> uh, Luchasaurus and Sammy Guevara, uh, this match was there. Um, Sammy's, like, awesome at being, like, this fucking mega heel. Like, you just want to see this dude get punched in the fucking face every time. And the best part is he gets punched in the fucking face every, every time. time. But, like, he's no less... Uh, of a dynamic performer. You don't look at him as a job guy, even though he jobs. Like This is, I mean, Sammy Guevara's uh, likability as a heel, for lack of a better phrasing, is, I mean, either it's a testament to how great Jericho is, a testament to how cool AEW is, or a combination of the two and a testament to how good he is. Because Sammy Guevara was a guy that I knew existed when AEW started, Never thought about if I liked him or not. Ne- just never thought about him. And now with the rub that Y2J is giving him and with how hot the crowds are at AEW events, which is so much fun, now I look at Sammy Guevara like he is a – like I'm like, oh, this guy's a star. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my it, God. Wait till he turns babyface <laughs> and he gets to do all that high-flying shit as a babyface. Yeah. He's like fucking Ricochet, though. Yeah. I, but I think ultimately he'll be – you know, moving up the ladder a year from now. It'll be like hopefully. the second generation of AEW superstars, right? You know what right? I'm saying? This is all the foundation. Young. Yeah, this is all the foundation. Of, but he's know, good. He's, no, he is good. There's no question about it. I he think and Jungle Boy are going to, like, headline a fucking okay, main event That's like, what I was just show, getting ready to say. You know? That was the, the takeaway from the whole Luchasaurus-Sammy Guevara match, as far as I'm concerned. The match was, you know, decent. It wasn't anything oh that God. we haven't seen before. When, Luchasaurus, when, I think, is, is an amazing when, athlete. When Jungle, Jack Perry, when Jungle Jack Perry got that the visual three count and uh, Marco Stunt went down and counted on Jericho. Oh, oh yeah. that was good. That was that, so that is so good. That stuff. was the takeaway coming away from it. And they're fighting it, next week, right? Right. And yeah. Jericho Jungle Boy. Ten yeah. ten minute time limit. So like you can go so many ways with this that are all great. Like you can have them go the ten minutes. You can have Jungle Boy eke out a win against Chris Jericho, like you know, with like ten seconds to go, forcing a title match. Uh, you think Jericho ever met Luke Perry? I don't I'm, know. I'll say yeah. I would say probably because Luke was a big wrestling fan. At some point. So Luke, Luke was at like Jericho wasn't at the Cow Palace, but like Luke definitely uh, Jungle Boy. I was watching Being the Elite does this thing God where they. Damn, eat. I can't. It just blows me away that I didn't know that Luke Perry was a. Wrestling yeah. fan. I did not know So he was a big, that. like, Dusty fan. So I was watching Being the Elite what where they, your eyes about? they, like, interview people while they eat. Podcaster. So they just sit around and eat. <laughs> Take away my podcasting card. Yeah, give it anyway, out. Anyway, can I continue <laughs> my fucking story while you guys sidebar conversation? <laughs> Jesus. He's anyway. heating up. So, <laughs> He's heating up. <laughs> the, uh, the story is that um, Luke Perry went to, like, uh, Jungle Boy's show at, that Cody Rhodes was at and He's like, Luke Perry just walked in the back, and he's like, oh, I got to go meet Cody because I was such a huge fan of his dad. And uh, he's like, Dad, you can't just fucking walk back in the locker room. And he's like, hey, you know, and he just did. And so he just walked to the back, and he's he walked all like, the way yeah, back. Yeah, I can. I think it was all, I think it was all out. <laughs> you know the fuck I am. All in or all out. And, uh, he's like, listen, Brenda, 
of course I can walk back there. <laughs> <laughs> so he does it, and uh, Cody's just, like, sitting there in his underwear. And, like, that's whenever he, like, introduced himself. But anyway, that I just thought that was, like, hilarious. Luke Perry's like, ah, I'm just going to do it because I'm, you know, Luke Perry. I love but it. I mean, I Jungle think that's Boy awesome. Will be, like I said, like, second generation. These guys are, are going to be fantastic. And I, th- I am really interested to see what they do with this because Jungle Boy you have is going to do even if he loses he's going to be over yeah he's not going to be Humberto Carrillo who's they give like a three-week push to and they beat him every Ooh, single time and he looks he like just, shit he just beat Andrade yeah but like cool like he yeah, lost but still he lost like four matches uh, yeah before I was going like, say let's not act like Andrade is a, a staple we love him w- we w- think w- he's yeah, great I was guys say, it's it, I, i'm sorry like you can't compare the two it's totally different because it's raw raw audiences are trained to not give a fuck about new guys until they should give a fuck about new guys yeah, but the- aew crowds are way into everybody if you introduce jungle boy who's very talented very very fucking talented jungle jack perry and then you introduced him into WWE, the crowd wouldn't go nuts for him either. Like, it's, no, but it's not fair. Uh, what I'm saying is the difference is WWE would just beat him three, four times in a row and say, oh, he's not getting over. And AEW will book it in a way that even if he doesn't win the match, he still gets over. Like Darby Allen fair enough. recently, Scorpio Sky recently. That's yeah. that's the difference. Uh, I, was gonna say, I'm not on the Darby Allen train. Well, okay, let's, let's just go back to WWE for 30 seconds. Cedric Alexander was rumored to have this big push. Where was, the fuck that happened? He was the one before Humberto Carrillo. Okay. And then there was Ali before that, and we could go back, back down the line. Uh, there was uh, Mojo Cedric, Raleigh. There Cedric was, Alexander never, never got the push that Humberto Carrillo did. He did. He had it for like three weeks. Mm, he was I'm, in the U.S. Yeah, title you know, picture. You, it's like the same say, picture. Yeah, how quick we, we forget. Yeah, because there's no need to remember it. But he was. I must have been did gone it. that week. Yeah, so that three-week push. Fuck out of here. You I was in Europe. <laughs> I was probably in Europe. <laughs> nice try. You were here for that episode. All right. But that's all I'm saying. I mean, it's I get what you're saying, but I agree with more so on Zach on this one because ultimately we all know that Jungle Boy is probably going to lose this match. But even in the loss, they'll get him over. And that's ultimately what they need to do. I agree. And then uh, for the final or uh, for the main event on AEW Dynamite, was Santana Ortiz? What are they called? The Proud and the Powerful? And I'm, I'm not saying it's it such a bad name. It's Pride and the the Pride and the Powerful. I'm, I don't know. The I really Pride like and the it. Powerful? I don't know. I think. Ah! Let the let the man use the bathroom in peace. Well, mine's is on. What's what are Santana Ortiz called? Proud, proud and the Powerful. powerful. That's why yeah. I said. I think that's why I said. That, oh, you said Pride. It's stupid. Uh, they fought the Young Bucks in a street fight. The Young Bucks went over to have the number one contendership next week against SCU. Right. So who's fighting for SCU? I think it's got to be it's Kazarian. Probably, yeah, and, it's good, uh, Kazarian and uh, Scorpio Sky. Kazarian Scorpio Sky for the tag team uh, championship belts. Uh, they did a really great vignette before that match, and it's. I can't think of the last time. I was thinking this when I watched it. I can't think of the last time WWE had a vignette for a tag team match. Like, they've never done it. Even even the best tag team match that I can remember WWE having la- having in the last five years, which is New Day versus the Usos Hell in a Cell, which was a spectacular, killer tag team match. Agreed. 
I can't. Um, I can't even remember them having the vignette for it. I'm. They probably did. I'm sure they have. It's just. But that might have been the only one in the last five years. No. No way. I'm talking main roster WWE. Yeah. There's. I, look. I get it. I mean. I was tag su- team's not a big. I was priority. I was kind of surprised to see the Young Bucks go over because it's uh, baby faces versus baby faces. But the uh, brothers are hanging out. That I'm sure there will be some fuckery involved in that. that it'll be, be it'll be a fun match. Uh, anything else to say about the Wednesday Night Wars before we get into the three count? Uh, apparently, Nick Jackson was horribly sick for this match, and like nobody wanted him to wrestle, but he was so dead set on wrestling. Like he was say like, had the flu, and he was like laying on the ground with like shakes right before this match, and just testament to Nick fucking Jackson that you would never have known that watching this 20-minute street fight where they went through, like, You don't think that's tables. happened to me before <laughs> a podcast? <laughs> he guts it out, You just got to perform, you know? Um, I'll, hang on. I'll just say this. The one thing I got to – last thing, last thing. Yeah, because I wanted to grab you before you did it. Um, I wanted him to say that just so I can grab it. The rankings are cool. <laughs> But if you're going to have a number one contenders match, I guess this is where I'm having a problem with the logic behind it. The winner, Young Bucks win, so they have the title shot. I guess then what's the point of having the ranking system if they're just going to jump past the number one contender yeah, for it's a, a lot, title shot? It's a lot like UFC need, rankings. So need, the number one person on the rankings is not always, or boxing is not always the number one contender. Okay, that's fair. I guess you got to break it down to me like that. That. that it, it just it was weird to me because they it, did it, it last week and they're going to do it again next week. No, but yeah. with, I just uh, think we're not used to it. I mean, Two Beers' explanation was correct, but you're correct in saying they need to make that clear to the audience. Oh like, yeah, if if they're going to make that, if they're going to make wins and losses matter, then if that's the rule, which I totally get, and that's the way that the WBA works or whatever, they need to make that clear to the audience. Oh, for sure, because you look at the only other example I know remember of rankings is MLW. And, like, the number one person's always the champion, and the number two person is the number one contender, like, pretty much all the time. Right. If they even, I don't even know if they do, do they still do the rankings on MLW? No. I think they gave up that gimmick. Yeah. Probably like, for this reason, because they wanted to book other matches that would draw. So. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. All and right. I'll bring it to our three counts. One, two, three. Okay, the three count is, uh, I mean, it might seem kind of minor. We have TLC predictions coming up, but the three count is the releases that happened this week in WWE where Sin Cara was released, uh, formerly known as Hunico. He wasn't the original Sin Cara, who was originally known as Mystico. Uh, This is some real deep dive uh, (laughs) wrestling shit. Now you can have your pie card. Uh, I, I know that Hunico... A.K.A. Sankara has his own Puerto Rican uh, promotion that he does down there, so he probably either asked for it or was just like, "Yeah, that's it's the only work the colognes can get." Yeah, that's he's Ouch. not a cologne. I know, but the colognes are Puerto Rican, and they aren't working. I guess they all look alike to you, Costanza. <laughs> and, then, uh, <laughs> and then we get. <laughs> Shots. And then uh, the Ascension got released, which is no big surprise. Yeah, they Uh, all look like Americans. No guy, those uh, Ascension, (laughs) Ascension. uh, They were really good in NXT. They and then they they were one of those teams that got to the main roster, and it was one of those small room gimmicks that did not translate to the Shavit Center or Scott Trade Center or wherever the fuck they go for our St. Louis audience. Last then, thing I remember him doing was the Fashion Files. Yeah. They were like kind of the foils they were to fun. the Fashion Files, and that was funny, but that's 
It's they weren't even, they weren't even wrestling then. Right. Like yeah, whenever they were doing the fashion yeah, finals. It's, so. it's not wrestling. Yeah. And then the big one is Luke Harper. So Luke Harper's the one I want to talk about, and we can just take five minutes about it, and then we'll get to our predictions. But because yeah, uh, I'm so revved up about that, Luke Harper <laughs> is a guy either. that I think they dropped the ball with right before WrestleMania a couple of years ago when it was Bray versus Luke Harper versus Randy Orton for titles in a maybe one pay per view before WrestleMania, or maybe two, and then they left Luke Harper out of the WrestleMania match, and then. Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton went on Ugh. to have maybe the worst WrestleMania match in history. Ugh. Is there a worse WrestleMania match in history? I think the there's probably Goldberg. some recency bias in there. Uh, it definitely made a I mean, lot of people That was like mad. five years ago. Brock right? Goldberg. No, nah, it was at the really beginning of this podcast. Because like we were watching. That was during this podcast? The Randy Orton, Bray, Bray Wyatt? Wyatt. Yeah, we yeah. did a podcast. Yeah, because I, I was, it was like the first episode i have missed it fell on a cardinal home opener oh that makes yeah. sense if you listen yeah. to it i i think I, I remember liking the match like at the time yeah but you like everything I, just, I was also I here's just, the thing about zach i had just got back into likes, wrestling zach likes everything like we went I, real quick aside zach and i had both <laughs> read the dark tower series by stephen king it's seven eight books it's eight books if you read the wind, you know. The wind through the keyhole. The wind through the keyhole. But it's seven or eight books, and they were coming out with this movie, The Dark Tower, and me and Zach were all hyped for it. We're like, oh, we're talking at family events. We're like, oh, here we go. Dark Tower movie. <laughs> Dark Tower movie. Oh, fuck. Uh, Idris Elba's going to be uh, the the gunslinger? Oh, cool. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, make, <laughs> make it a black guy. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, here we go. And then we go there, and, like, we're looking at the Rotten Tomato scores before we go to the, before we go to the movies. 18%. Ah, they're probably wrong. They probably just don't get it. No, it's probably a good movie. It's probably a good movie. We go and watch this movie. This movie is the biggest fucking honking piece of shit you've ever seen your entire fucking life. I'm watching it. My wife's on one side. Zach's on the other side. My wife's snoring on one side. Zach's, Zach's rubbing his cock on the other side. We got there. Zach's like, ah, it was pretty good. I'm like, dude, that movie sucks. Sucks. He goes, oh, I thought it was good. I go, do you like everything? He goes, yeah, I pretty much like everything. <laughs> so, I was on just... the podcast, you if you go back and listen to the podcast on that WrestleMania, Zach probably did like that match. Yeah. I got to say, though, with the benefit of hindsight, they both sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I just get in the moment, guys. If you show the camera from, from the top down, they showed the camera from the top down, and the ring had maggots. Oh, that was for, it. This is this is for the people that don't remember it. Had maggots, had like uh, cockroaches and shit. Yeah, like yeah. it was the stupidest match of all time. Luke Harper, so hammered. yeah. Back to Luke Harper. Right. Luke Harper is a real type of worker, like a real stud worker. He's a guy that can go. He's a guy that can make guys look really good. He bumps really good. He has been misused in WWE since that. Uh, he was in the. Bludgeon Brothers, which I, I, I mean, I like those guys as a okay. tag team, but the Bludgeon Brothers thing was stupid. Yeah. And a couple weeks ago, before he got released, he trademarked his old indie name, Brody Lee, B-R-O-D-I-E, Lee. And so I guess the question is, where do you want him to go? Do you want him to go to AEW, New Japan, TNA, or Impact, like... I personally, where do, you, where do you want him to go, and where do you think he's going to go? I personally, would you like to see him in G one? Want I want him to do 
the Moxley thing, although G1's probably out of the cards because he's 40 years old. Although, I mean, Suzuki's been doing G1s, but, you know, you know Suzuki's a different, yeah, yeah Suzuki's a different kind of dude. That's a different breed altogether. But, uh, but anyway. I mean, how old is Lance Archer? He's probably like 38. Yeah, he's about to say yeah. late 30s, early 40s. I'm looking I guess up. if he's working like a bigger style, you know, he can work like that more Lance Archer style. But regardless, I would like to see Luke Harper moonlight in New Japan and be on AEW. Uh, you know, they need some, like, bigger guys, you know, also. But it, that's just personally where I would like to see him. Who knows where he actually goes. Can you imagine Luke Harper in Jack Swagger's position right now? Oh, sure, yeah. Well, he definitely wouldn't, you know. He'd it'd be pretty badass. He'd be, be, he'd be better I'll, at I'll, it. I'll, yeah, I'm Either or is fine, but I think Luke Harper kind of looks the, the strong, silent type. But Swagger does, or Hager does, too, so, I mean. Six and one and a half dozen the other for I'm me. Say, I'm saying, nope. where would you rather him? Real quick, I will say people act like WWE did him this really generous thing. His contract was up, and he has a 90-day non-compete, so they really let him out like a week early. Yeah, they, like, didn't, they yeah. didn't like do him any favors right. here by nope. releasing him. So right. Never take the corporation side, guys. It, yeah. WWE didn't do shit for Luke Harper. Not really. All the, all, I mean, all they did was keep him grounded and then give him a 90-day non-compete clause so he couldn't fucking make any money it's never WWE, wwe's never in the right guys never so he would come back uh always be on the worker side guys 20 march um where i would like for him to go and this lance is just, archer was born in 77 yeah he's 42 so he's 42 wow good for lance archer go ahead man that moxie match is gonna be off the chain yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a death match. Jesus Christ. Um, Impact sounds like it would almost be not a perfect fit, but a good fit because if you wanted to kind of push his character. Uh, Luke Harper, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, go ahead. Luke Harper turns 40 in four days, December 16th. Yeah, oh, right on. Happy early birthday, Luke Harper. Um, He's younger than me. That's a damn shame. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Wow. Um, Impact is where I would like for him to go, just for the fact of uh, what they dealt with Rosemary, uh, Sue Young, Allie, the whole dark side of Impact Wrestling. I think if you wanted to go that route, you can go that route with him. Um, AEW, to me, is always the obvious choice, and I want to be obvious because not everybody can go to AEW at some point if you just keep putting guys to two, and a roster. It's just going to get bloated. You can't push everybody all the time. So, Yeah, like I just, don't see the Ascension or Sin Cara going. No, I think Sin Cara is going to go back to like AAA or something like yeah, that. I that would make that. The, total, the most sense. But like everybody's thinking like AEW is going to sign the Ascension. Like No, they aren't. No, like, they, I mean, they already almost have too many tag teams. Right. I mean, their tag team division, I think, is probably the best in all of wrestling right now. And, oh, for sure. And I think signing the Ascension doesn't do any good. The Beaver Boys are essentially what the Ascension would be. I don't see, like, if, let's just say for the sake of argument, Lou Carper decides he wants to go to AEW. That has more impact, for lack of a better word, than... Uh, the ascension going to AEW. Absolutely. You and know what I'm saying? He, and he's just, he has more potential and, you know, he's just a better worker, like, overall. Um, those ascension guys will probably uh, make a decent living doing, like, 
indie dates for a little while and figure it you know, out they might yeah, end up on impact or something re rebuild this name versus what the, you know the Change damage the that gimmick. We, yeah the damage has already been done now you just got to rehab this image and build it back up and then hopefully they can sign on to somebody somewhere else impact i think would be a good place for them once again i'm not saying that you know just because i like impact but their tag team division is is really good too probably the second best behind uh AEW as it stands right now i would rather see Luke Harper and, and JPW. I, I know that all of you would say you'd want to see him in G1, but we want to see everybody in G1. But I think it'd be a lot of fun to see Luke Harper cut loose in some real wrestling matches, which is what the G1 is. Yeah. It's the actual WrestleMania. <laughs> and I, 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 I would know, like Wrestle to see Kingdom it. might actually have a little, little say into that nonsense, but no, I agree. It's, I mean, uh, if you're, talking about, if you're talking about a real mania, though, like a real mania, like – where I like lose all control. I'm talking about G1. <laughs> uh, okay, have you seen the? I'm gonna use your words. This Wrestle Kingdom card is stacked. We got so much time to get to that. Stacked. We have so much stacked. time to get to that. Fine. I think Jason and I'll be doing a preview show in a couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be here. No, I'm not leaving until Friday. I'll oh, be okay. here. Okay, Son good. of a bitch! Oh, uh, you guys. Re- oh, you wanted me not to be here. Uh, oh, it's so obvious now. That's gonna do for our three counts. One, Motherfucker. Two, three. Jason, <laughs> tell us about FB. Uh, I guess that's where I'm going. You know, if I can get out of here fast enough, I'm gonna go drown my sorrows in bitch. some smash burgers. F&B Eatery on the corner of 3453 Southampton, uh, corner of Southampton and Marquette. If you are going to be like me and when I get a little depressed, I tend to eat. So now I'm going to have to rush out of here and take my narrow self up the street and try to catch the close of the time so I can grab me some smash burgers if you're going to be out and about in the crisp, in the holiday season of giving. Gift cards are available from F&B Eatery, so if you can't immediately go there yourself, buy a gift card, go see my boy Mike. He can do it in 10s, 20s, $100, whatever you want to pass on over to your friends, loved ones, compadres, etc. They can then go at their leisure for themselves, grab themselves some burgers for themselves as well. Check my boy Mike out, 3453 F&B Eatery. Tell him that Bam from Ringside sent you. This is banned from ringside. All right, before we get into the predictions, I want to talk about the Hall of Fame real fast. The Hall of Fame came out pretty much two months earlier than they usually announce their inductees in that's the a, WWE yeah, Hall pretty, of Fame. It's really early. Usually yeah, we're they closer usually, to WrestleMania before they start yes. making these announcements. So they announced Batista, which makes sense. I mean... He's a big star now. It makes He's sense. He's going to be the biggest draw. It makes sense for them to put him in. Uh, he was a decent wrestler. I mean, he wasn't my favorite. Uh, he had some good matches, I guess. Uh, I, I mean, I guess he was top of the card. He's a big-time Vince guy. I mean, nobody here loves Batista? Um, oh, I love him in his film career. I missed most of his wrestling career. Uh, but uh, Hall of Fame's a gimmick anyway. It doesn't film matter. Career? Are you talking about Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, he was in Blade Runner. He was in... He's like one of the biggest. Spectre? Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2049. Yes, Wait, he obviously was a child the whenever the Spectre. original Blade Runner was shot. God, you're so. But, uh, yeah. Do you, know you even know who Richard Jewell is? <laughs> 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 All right. That's a, that's, a, that's a road we're not going down right now on the pod. But, 
But yeah, like he's he's a huge film star now. He had that lackluster like buddy cop thing with the little girl, but like that dude's in like high demand. Did you just call Camille Nanjiani a little girl? I mean, he she was in he was in a movie. Oh no, that was another buddy cop movie. He was in two. He was in two. That's funny. I was like, who is that's this? Called Stuber. Yes. No. Yeah. That's funny. Anyway, uh, the, the, the other one, that. and this is the one I want to talk about a little bit more is NWO, and they are putting in Hulk Hogan, who I, I you know, I I wanted to read the thing that and that Hulk Hogan said that got him in trouble, but I can't read it. Shit, give it to me. I'll read it. I ain't got uh, no shame. I'll find it. Yeah, please. I'll read that shit. Does it have the N-word in it? Is that why Jason's yeah. the only one that has the N-word? Yeah. Plenty of times. Yeah, I'll Here, let me Google this. What Hulk Hogan actually said. But they're putting in Hulk Hogan. Oh, you mean, I thought you meant like just his tweet about the Hall of Fame. That's no. what I was oh. at. Yeah, I know he said that. Yeah. That's no, but I mean, I, 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 want the, I want the listeners to hear this, though, too. Because... Oh, if you wonder why we're always down on... Hulk Hogan, and you have not done the research, which is <laughs> not sure. really research. No, yeah. I'm sure. Okay, have. well, hey, it's uh, while, while I look for this, Jason, why don't you tell me what you because they're putting in Hulk Hogan, Nash, Hall, and X Pac. So when you think of the NWO, do you think about X Pac? Not particularly, but I kind of get why they're doing with it. Um, it's kind of, um, I guess, the spin from DX, I guess. X Pac is. A familiar face, but obviously when I think the NWO and then when they came back uh, to, you know, destroy the WWE um, via Vince McMahon, they came back as Hall Nash and obviously Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan wrestles uh, The Rock in one of my favorite WrestleMania matches of all time, and I don't care how crappy you think the match was. I think it was, it's an iconic moment when you have eras in the same ring at the same time Rock at the height of his powers, Hogan still being Hulk Hogan. I think it was an amazing match. I mean, I, like I said, I get it. I just It doesn't really matter to me that he's a part of the NWO or not. I mean. Who, X-Pac? Yeah. I mean, he's already in the the, uh, the okay. WWE Hall of Fame anyway. I guess we so should what? put in Horace Hogan then. Should no, Horace Hogan will probably end up in there. Should Buff Bagwell get in? Okay. Well, then. then Everybody's okay. getting in. The Hall let's, of Fame let's not sucks. Act like, is Macho Man in yet? Yeah, for sure. It's, Elizabeth is not. Yeah. And there, there, if you want to play that game, then there to me is the problem with but the Macho, WWE. I'm saying Macho Man was NWO also. Okay. I just can't get mad at the Hall of Fame because it's it's nothing. It's, it's not even real. Right. Like, I, I Thank know, you. I, I know. Going to say, I know. But in, in the light of the WWE Hall, of Fame, WWE Hall of Fame not being real, and I'm not saying this to make you sound like a racist, but, I mean, you just sounded like one when you said this because they're putting Hulk Hogan in. Now, Jason, please read this quote. and I'm reading the blue? Uh, yes, read the blue. And this is what Hulk Hogan said. This is what he got in trouble for. And this is what he had to answer to when he walked back into a room full of... Yeah, he should have got his ass whooped for some shit like that. No fucking shit. Please read. This is what he got <laughs> caught... I can't yeah. read it. I know. It's wow. rough. It's rough. <laughs> I know he said something like this, but yeah, he, he should get his ass whipped. And I, I, can I quote it? Yeah, yeah I guess I can. Yeah. Go ahead and quote it. I quote, I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather she being Brooke, his I'm daughter, assuming, his daughter. was going to fuck some nigger. Uh, I'd rather her marry some eight-foot-tall nigger worth $100 million like a basketball player. I guess we're all a little racist fucking nigger, unquote. 
I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> like, Trump, Trump's approval rating would have been up seven points. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> He's getting uh, re-elected. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, look, he kept Hulk the queen. I was about to say he didn't want his daughter, you know, the biggest random prob- black guys. He the- wants, you know. <laughs> the bi- as a white guy, the biggest problem with that quote, Nobody's ever eight foot tall. (laughs) 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 Those are unrealistic expectations. Yeah, I was about to say, way to get my back, homie. Anyway, hey, fuck Hulk Hogan. (laughs) This is banned from ringside. Let's do them fucking picks. Oh, do we have to? Yeah, we do. Okay, this is what I was going to say before we get started. If you ever were to do a off-season, and I know it would never happen in the WWE, this is a great time to do it, especially coming off of what I consider a really good Survivor Series. And for me, a fringe-ish WWE fan at this point, that's saying a lot. I don't care if NXT had something to do with it or not. It all blended into a nice little gumbo that I ate and I enjoyed. But then this should be a time where you just take this month of December off. And this pay-per-view is a great example why. Too few builds. Not enough of a, a build on Bills. most of these uh, matches. It's like, okay, oh, shit. Uh, TLC's in two weeks? Well, we got to start getting this shit together. And you can see it. There's not really a match that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. I want to see this match. My friend is going to have a birthday party. I'm going to get drunk and then come back home and watch TLC. It's not like TLC is the priority. Just have the off season. I know it never happened, but it would be a perfect time to do it. That way, you can refresh everybody. You can get everybody healthy. You can come back in 2020 with a new storyline, fresh storylines, and start from there. They need an off season. All right, I'm done. Uh, I wasn't listening. What I know you, you were. That's okay. Uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I'm the champ. Rusev versus Bobby Lashley. This is a tables match. If I'm not it mistaken, it is a tables match. Uh, Precursed. Yeah, it, it's the time. By Rusev, belly the bellying. You can totally see that shit coming. God bless Rusev. Um, you got, oh, we'll have the totals to you next week, guys. We don't have the totals for you yeah, right now. A, no, that's on It's me. pretty dead even between Jason, Zach, and Bill, though. It's it's not very far away. I think Zach's in last. I might be in first. <laughs> I've had a couple good weeks. Yeah, you had a couple good weeks. Let's not toot your horn too much. Goddamn. I'll take Rusev here. I mean... You got to have Rusev, you know, finally get over at this point. I, I will say this much. For all the banging I've done on WWE, I will say they have not given away matches like they have before in the past. Six months ago, we'd have had Bobby Lashley versus Rusev 18 times and then had this on the pay-per-view. I'll give them this much. They haven't given away the match. Nonetheless, Rusev should go over. That is very benevolent of you. Who you got, Zach? Ooh, this is tough. Um, this is tough? Yeah, because, like, I could easily see... Because all you have to do is go through a table, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I could see, like... You know, they always, it's like... It's usually a way for a baby face to lose, to lose without being pinned. Yes, that's what I'm saying, so... He's yeah, right. He's actually, right about that. I actually think it's Lashley because, like, Lana's going to do something to distract Rusev, and he's going to run and trip and fall through a table or something stupid, and then they'll have another match. Yeah, I can see that happening. I know. I can see it happening, too. Uh, but I said before I was taking Rusev, so I'm taking Rusev. Zach almost just convinced me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> coming up next, um, 
We have Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. I'll go first. Come and knock on my door. Come on, knock on my door. Oh, by the way, on the last one, Murray had Bobby Lashley. Uh, Sam didn't uh, respond, so he's dead to us. Um, Alistair Black. Ham off like that. Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. I, I think that this has the possibility to be the match of the night if they give it the time, but chances are they'll give it eight minutes and it'll be just fine, but I will take Alistair Black. You know I'm right. What you got, Jason? <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. What you got? Uh, okay, I'm going to take Alistair Black as well. Um, once again, same buildup. It's kind of happening for whatever reason. Just not a big fan of the knock on my door gimmick. And the fact that they haven't given away this match is the reason why I want to see this match. But ultimately, I take Alistair Black wins. You know what I think is so funny about this is Alistair Black was waiting for someone to knock on his door for like two months. And when somebody does, he's just not there in time to answer yeah, I know. it. I know. It's so stupid. Dumbest fucking thing <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go get a like, sandwich. It doesn't yeah. take that much thought. I, I I just think it's Vince like rewriting shit right there. Oh, that's end. exactly. But it, it's just hilarious. Yeah, I got Alistair Black. I mean, this dude needs to Why be Murphy doing needs something. something. He needs to be too. doing something. I mean, whatever. Dude. This is a... Ugh, All right, for the I know you're you're so frustrated. Yeah. For the SmackDown tag titles, we have New Day versus the Revival, who won a four team match the other night. Uh, New Day hold the, the titles. Who you got, Zach? You get to go first this time. Uh, New Day. Yeah, that's about it. What you got, Jason? Yeah, I was going to say, I would, I'd really love to see the Revival do it, but I just don't see a reason why they would take the titles off the New Day. They just got them back. Nor do I. Let's move on to Kabuki Warriors versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch for the women's tag team titles. I Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I like that they're actually like doing stuff with the Kabuki Warriors that they're on TV every week. Um, I hate that they're putting Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch back together. Um, it seems so obvious that they would give the belts to Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch and let them take it through. But it even, it even seems more obvious that the Kabuki Warriors would win and that Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch would somehow implode. But even though that seems the most obvious... I don't believe it. I'm taking Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. <laughs> you guys see how I just talked myself out of that shit? <laughs> Who you got, Zach? Yeah, I I understand your implosion thing, because but you could see them winning and then imploding. Of course, uh, they could have them hold it until WrestleMania. Yeah, I I know Becky said something like on Twitter about her being like the top star in the company so she's really thrilled to be in the tag team scene which is like totally buries the tag team scene which is kind of deserved at yeah, the way that bullshit, it's booked though but that's it was just kind of kind of a lame thing to say usually she's pretty good with her twitter but uh but yeah like i don't know man if you take it off a uh, kabuki warriors and not doing anything with them but then at the same time you weren't doing anything with them before it's like they really ruined these belts when they took them off of uh Bailey and Sasha and put them on the Iconics I wouldn't say they're not so doing anything with the Kabuki Warriors. No, I'm, I'm not saying that they aren't now, but they weren't. And then, you know, they debuted and then they were gone for a while. And then now they've come back and they won the titles and they've 
got this like interesting heel gimmick, even though Kairi Sane's like such a natural baby face. Mm-hmm. Asuka's doing good as a heel because she's just like a badass. But anyway, it's long story really, short, I'm really trying to long, think this through. It's a really long way to say that For, you're to taking... To say that I don't even know. I don't even care. I'll just take the Kabuki Warriors because I like them more. Jason. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of on the fence on this one, too, because you can see it going both ways. Ultimately, selfishly, I would want to see Charlotte and Becky win just because their fan bases just don't like each other. I think that would be absolutely amazing to watch on Twitter. To now watch kiss. Yeah, it's great to say to watch them have to, you know, now trip on who's the better oh. wrestler. I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, The obvious go is Charlotte and Becky wins but I'll go the since I picked Rusev I'll take the flip side on this one give me the Kuki Warriors on this one to retain okay so we have Bray Wyatt versus The Miz and if I'm to understand things correctly this ain't The Fiend this is is Bray Bray Wyatt. Wyatt yep so Bray Wyatt actually attacked The Miz the other night, not yep. as The Fiend, which is the nope. first time we've seen Bray Wyatt, not as The Fiend, attack someone since he's been back. Not in a Firefly Funhouse segment. And this is a non-title match. Yeah, I'm, this is... Um, I'm taking Bray. I feel like this is a placeholder because uh, the real match is Daniel Bryan. Obviously. But they didn't want to rush it, even though they rush everything. They didn't want to rush this. I mean, I think that makes sense. I mean, what they could do on this thing is give us an actual match, yeah. which this card is garbage. Yeah. This I mean, is a I, garbage card. I got Bray Wyatt, too. It, it, that's not going to be a good match. Hold on. The music stopped. Jason, who you got? Well, obviously, I have to take Bray. I just – it doesn't make – I get it, but this is my frustration with it because now you don't have Brock on the card for obvious reasons. This is a match that if you get you did this beforehand and built it, you could have this as a somewhat of a title match. Well, not even somewhat of a title match. It could be a title match, but it just felt like, you know, they looked around and TLC's coming up in two weeks. Okay, what can we do? We can't have Daniel Bryan, like you said. That's going to be your Royal Rumble match, okay? So I get that. You're, if it was me, you would take that, put put it away, and then come back to it later on, but you don't have Brock on the card, so you think you can't have either or. You don't even have either title up or for grabs. So then what the fuck's the point? I mean, now that I'm really starting to think about it, what the fuck is really the point? There's no point. Okay, so now we're going to have to wait for the match that the we want to want to have in uh, Bray versus, or The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan, but instead you're going to give me this bullshit with Bray Wyatt. So what? So what? If Bray Wyatt loses, that's going to fuck shit up even more. So we're going to... The whole now, the more and more I'm really starting to think about it, I'm really starting to get pissed off about it. I wasn't even pissed off about it before, <laughs> but now I'm starting to get pissed off about it. So let's get this straight. So I've been begging for the Miz to get a title shot for at least six months. At least six months. Him and Daniel Bryan have a unfinished fucking feud. You left the series tied at one apiece. And now you're going to go away from that. Let Daniel Bryan do his thing. The new Daniel Bryan was cool. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't on board on that. So then fast forward now to where now Daniel Bryan is getting scalped literally by Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, whatever the fuck you want to call him. And now you're going to give me 
Bray Wyatt, the character, versus The Miz in a non-title match right before fucking the real match one see? Get the fuck out of Dodge. There is no reason the God's green earth we should even have this match. And if you're going to do it, then do it right. Build the story up. Make it a title match. Then have Miz lose. If Miz is going to lose anyway, then make it for the fucking title. If not, then what the fuck is the point? Because he wins, then you're going to have to come back and do this anyway. Nobody wants to see a triple threat match at fucking Royal Rumble. I want to see Fiend versus Daniel Bryan part two. So that way, when Daniel Bryan is like the full-blown baby face and Fiend, who should probably go over him at this point, you make him a bigger fucking heel. And that's the whole fucking point. What the fuck the point is this match is, I have no fucking clue. Jesus Christ. So who you got? Bray Wyatt. Oh, yeah, Damn. you already said that. Okay, so now we got Roman Reigns versus Baron oh, Corbin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> really? This is the shit I'm talking about. I just want to say for the record that Murray Man had Bray Wyatt, he had New Day, he had Kabuki Warriors, Aleister Black, and Bobby Lashley. That's my picks, exactly. That's exactly your picks. So, Roman Reigns versus Barry Corbin. record is not very good, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling good about this, take. I'm going to take the guesswork out of this, guys, and I'm going to take Roman Reigns. I mean, is anybody taking Baron Corbin? Let's just go ahead and take Baron. Well, I'll dare one you guys to take Baron I'm Corbin. I'm not doing it. I'll dare you to take Baron Corbin. I'm not doing it. I, I just... took Rey Mysterio against Brock Lesnar last time. Somebody told your truck ass to do shit like that. <laughs> I mean, ain't no way I'm taking Roman. Man, there is no way. So you everybody's can't. taking Roman Reigns? Yeah. I would love to take Corbin just to do it and hope, pray to God that I'm right. It's just not going to happen. You got Zach? Definitely Roman Reigns. After that dog food heat. Oh, yeah. There's no way he loses. Could you imagine the crowd reaction if he lost this match? God forbid if he lost it, Queen. Just unbelievable. Just He's getting ready to agree. It's just a shit-ass pay-per-view. You know what? I'm going to not watch it. No, I'm going to watch the shit. I'm, I'm going to not watch it watch even it. more that I don't watch the other shit. <laughs> no, I'm going to be drunk as hell. So I'm going to watch the shit. It's, there's a couple of matches I actually want to see. I want to see how they book the Kabuki Warriors versus Charlotte and Becky just because Charlotte and Becky is obviously the bigger story. And this somehow, some way, Ronda Rousey and or Shayna Baszler is going to get involved in this is how we're going to get to it. Um, <laughs> outside of that, there's really not much I want to even talk about at that point. Are you over here fucking with me? See, this is why I can't stand I have the headphones. This motherfucker's fucking with me. I'm the only one with headphones. I should beat you over the head with this fucking microphone. Go hey, ahead, everybody, man. we've got some birthdays this week. Who's getting older besides you? Sabu is 55. Flip Gordon is 28. JYD, the junkyard dog, 67. R.I.P. R.I.P. Michael Elgin, friend of the show, is 33. Wow. That seems, seems kind of fucked up, right? Yeah, that seems older. Just because he can beat us all up. Oh yeah, that too. But I'm just saying, not all at the same time, probably. I don't you, know. You, how are you gonna catch me? We've actually been like we've seen him in are. real life. Like. <laughs> and Eric Young is forty. God damn! Where's Eric Young been? Hey everybody, we know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. For my dog Reba, Jack, my cat Xander, Jack. my cat Millie, Jack. my wife Erin, for Vice, Jack. for Murray the Murray and Murray, for Loser Chris, Jack. oh he was so upset. 
check out Getting Over by BFR. Getting Over is the podcast. Oh, he was so upset I didn't call him out. What? What? We do it all the time. Huh? We do it all the time. Shit. For Evan B. Eatery, for Zach Bell, for Jason Bell, for Zach Bowman, I'm Bill Vega, Ray Boo.